Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. Oh, I took out my dog and him I did shoot all down in the county. Good the following episode contains spoilers. So and free when you drink harmony. I'm a man who don't meet every day. Play some dancey column to dance there. I have to have more whining. Going back to your own gang now, party. I'm serious now. Serious, are you? I'm talking to me! Are you? Getting back together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. How are we doing today? I'm doing good, man. It is the New Year's episode. It is indeed, man. You were. You got anything big planned? Uh, surviving this year would be good. I'd like to good. survive this year. Solid um, plan. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe rather than knock things over and burn mm-hmm. things down, yeah. Maybe build things up and and have a little growth. You know. Ah, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> I am going to be walking my dog nice. on New Year's. It's going to be lovely. Yeah, going to be lovely. How was your How was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Uh, got ill. I mean, at the time Good. of recording, I'm still ill, but you're, I'm going to hide that fact from you, motherfuckers. You're not going to know about it. I'm going to pretend... You don't sound ill, but you do look ill. Thank you, yeah. I look like sort of sweaty ham. But you look good for looking ill, though, man. Just oh, thank put that you, one man. There. Thank you, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, hopefully this one's going to make me lose a bit of weight rather than gain it. It's been Christmas, you know. I've, I've eaten a lot of food. I've watched a lot of movies. What do you watch mm. over Christmas? Um, Jingle All The Way. Ooh, Jingle a Christmas way, classic without the classic. A, a Christmas classic of a father paying no attention to his son and then being like, don't worry, I'll just buy him something Yay. that he really wants and I will be dad of the year. And exactly. instead of doing that, forgets to buy his son something. So then fist fights Sinbad in front of a parade of children to then Perfect. give his son a real life Turbo Man. What a what a what a beautiful the Christmas message. Beautiful summation of of the Christmas yeah. message. Yeah, totally. It is. Man. Yeah, yeah. Consumerism trumps good parenting <laughs> skills. <laughs> In the Christmas film, critics call a film a film. It is definitely <laughs> one film. of nineteen ninety whatever the shits it was films. films. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, great. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Jingle all the way. Anything else? Oh, I, I, uh, well, I'd start off a bit slow because I was working over Chris Crimbo, mm-hmm. you know, cooking up a storm and that. Um, but I did manage to get uh, Guillermo del Toro's new Pinocchio watched. Oh, I'm it desperate is, to see that, man. It is odd. Um, yeah. I've heard this then, from a few people. It's good. It's just going to take a while for me to like replace my knowledge of my vision of Pinocchio with right. the Del Toro one. I think the Del Toro one is better in every way. Okay. But because it's so different, it's just a little bit of a shock. Yeah. But it's actually like it's a lot healthier in a lot of ways. We'll get to it if we cover it. Yeah, I think we, we should. We could do every Guillermo Del Toro ever. Um <clears throat> So watch that I watch Dune. Ooh. Which I don't pronounce that way. I normally say Dune, but mm-hmm. you're northern and will mock me, so I'm not northern, I'm Midlands. Watch fucking Dune with a bye bam and uh I'm Midlands. Okay. And to it you is... I'm northern. To yeah, anyone yeah. above Birmingham, I'm southern. <laughs> hey, I'm from Plymouth. London's the north to me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a friend in Plymouth who was like, if I ever have to travel north of London, I just fly. Because <laughs> it's so far south. They're like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it is it is the hills have three eyes that's yeah. how bad it is down there yeah um, and then you get so, to the yeah. midlands and it's just the hills have webbed toes <laughs> and we can swim we're ill good um and then i watched um rrr the bollywood sweet genius that is mm-hmm. and had a fucking fantastic time doing it what a great film fun time really fun film um good do you know what else is a really fun film jingle all the way yeah, because it's certainly not fucking Banshees of Sharon, is it? I mean, Oof. this isn't a... F- okay. It's not a fun time. It is not a fun time. It's sometimes a fun time. It is very funny, but even the jokes make you feel sad. I mean, the fucking jokes make you realise how sad this film is, though. Because mm-hmm. the, the, normally, right, this is the last film 
that we're doing of Martin McDonough. It is. Which, by the way, thank you for bringing this to the show because I have had... A, oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for enjoying them. I have had a whale of a time doing these films. Martin McDonough normally does these dark, dark comedies mm-hmm. with the drama and the real life fucked up situations kind yep. of spliced in, right? But totally. at the heart of it, it is just, it's a, it's a dark comedy. Yeah. This film... <laughs> is not a dark the, comedy. It's not a dark comedy with, you know, the, the drama spliced into it. It's a fucking... Dark drama. Dark <laughs> drama with yeah. comedy, like, peppered throughout it. <laughs> and I think it's there as point of reference. A, yeah. Martin McDonough's a funny fucker. Like, he is. he is one of the funniest fuckers that I've seen in a while, man. Even yeah. in interviews, that guy is sharp as a fucking tool. Yeah. Um, But I think the, the the comedy in this is peppered in such a way that you kind of you have a little joke and it seems mm. fucking hilarious because of yeah, how low you've been else, for the yeah. rest of the film do you know yeah, what i yeah. mean it's like you're very right it's the opposite of in bruges in that way in that mm. uh in bruges is very very funny very very funny and then it will whiplash you to some utter tragedy which Definitely. is all the more tragic exactly because it's in the middle of all this levity yeah whereas this is the jokes are all the more funny because they're surrounded by all this it's upside down. It's like the yeah. inverse of in Bruges, which is fun because I have a thought on this, which I'll bring Ooh. to your attention later on. So for those of you that uh, haven't seen or heard of this film, welcome to episode four of our Martin McDonough series, where we've been talking about watching this film for two months, um, yeah. in which... Rob finally got around to watching it. Finally got around to watching it when it got onto <laughs> streaming, because I'm poor. uh the break the basic synopsis is remote island off the sort of coast of ireland island off ireland um and our main character podrick uh padrick parrick sorry took me a while parrick 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 i am far too much of an english colonizer to be able to do that name very well (laughs) his best you're self-aware enough to acknowledge it it's difficult not to be in this film um It's a story uh, of redemption. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not. Um, his his best buddy, uh, Colm, suddenly just Colum. goes. Uh, just just doesn't want to hang out with him anymore. Doesn't explain <laughs> it. Doesn't give him any you know any reason why. Yeah. Parrick lives there with his sister, and there's a he's got a mate called Dominic, who's the sort of town simpleton, who he sort of begrudgingly hangs out with more out of pity than anything else. I um, think it's more a lack of options than anything yeah, else. To be honest yeah, yeah. with you. I think he's kind of forced into it. And the film is Parik trying to peel back the layers of why Colm doesn't want to hang out with him anymore. And then as it goes on, it devolves and devolves and devolves into this this horribly bleak allegory of so many things, which we're going to get into. Um, Mm. We put a spoiler warning on all our episodes. I'm just going to say this. We only ever really say this for films where this matters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this is a newer film. It's been out on streaming for two, three weeks. You're not going to get much of this episode or get much out of it without having seen this movie. So just pause us now. We're not going anywhere. This ain't live. Yeah. Pause us. Chuck it up on Amazon Prime. Go watch the fucking movie. Watch it for yourself. Have a few fo- have a few thoughts and come back and we'll welcome you back. Maybe have an hour break. Yeah. Finish the film. Have an hour break. Have a bit of a cry. Pick yourself back up and then <laughs> come back and listen to the episode. We'll help cheer you up about it. There you go. Yeah, whilst with our, with our crying. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, this film is going to be difficult to be light about. I'm I I it is not a laugh it is not a laugh fest and it's so well written that basically to laugh at this film mm-hmm. you're the prick <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't think that that's true i think it, you you are kind of yeah i think it all right that is true but i think <laughs> it's also true that you can laugh at this in any which way because yeah. it's written in such a fucking genius way that you end up rooting for everyone yeah and there's no real villain yeah it's just a messy situation <laughs> that you're just trying to work your way through as yeah. along with the characters trying to work their way through it without any sort of big thing. We've started this quite negative, by the way. I need to paint out that this was a fucking phenomenally good film that was released this year. Phenomenally good. I can't believe that it's not being talked. I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't get best picture. I think this is a best picture. This is this is a very worthy best picture nominee. It's a very wordy 
best picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, compared to most Martin McDonough films, this is his quietest, his slowest, his mm-hmm. most contemplative. But I think it's right that it is because this is. I think you would have hardly watched the film at all if you didn't realize that there's a lot of Irish Civil War allegory in this. There's other stuff too. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. Um, you know, it is essentially on the mainland. The Civil War, this is set in the 1920s, is is in full swing. Mm-hmm. And then you have two prior friends, both of whom just want peace, but their version of peace. One includes the other. One of them wants them to be by themselves and a, mm-hmm. a solo free entity, not mm-hmm. connected to the other one. Um, and then lots of things happen beyond that simple statement of wanting to be independent from the other that lead to the death of innocent people and animals and, and all this sort of stuff. And the death of innocent friends, the loss of loved ones, and it gets super dark. Now, as a straight white male, this really hurts me to admit but I don't know enough about the Irish Civil War to feel like I can really comment on it with much authority. I'm in the same boat, man. I know that the English are evil, monstrous cunts for the entire period of Irish history. Name me one country's history where we're not that. Sealand. Is <laughs> <laughs> that where they keep Shamu? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're still the fucking villains there, man. <laughs> No, there's a little um, micronation that's an old oil rig. They used to do like radio stations off it and shit. It's a, it's declared itself a sovereign state. They've got their own money and shit, but it's like 20 meters square. That's, that's sick. The- what the fuck? Yeah. You've not heard of Sealand before? No. I mean, it sounds like a water park. <laughs> it does. It really does. Yeah. It sounds like there's just going to be a shitload of slides there. That's where yeah, my yeah. initial excitement came from, because I was like, <laughs> that sounds like a water slide. <laughs> I very much like water slides. Very true, yeah. Uh, otherwise, no, you're right. We we went around terrorizing like a third of the known world. Um, yeah, we're fucking awful. But as a straight white male, uh, as you are as well, shall we continue to comment on things we are under under qualified to talk about? I mean, look at all of the media. I think there is no one more qualified to comment <laughs> on this. <stuff. laughs> There's a bit where um, where Porek looks at the mainland and the the fighting's going on, and he goes, "Good luck to you, whatever it is you're fighting about." Yep. And it's a really interesting film to come from an Irish writer because it is so critical of the Civil War and the fact that at no point does what they're fighting about in this film be claimed claim to matter. You know, there are no great stakes. It's just people deciding that they want to do things differently. Yeah. And it escalates from there to this point of ridiculousness. You know, he he says, uh, Cullum says to, to Park at one point, if you talk to me again, I'm going to cut off my fingers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how is that your first port of call? That is madness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how is fingers the first port of call? Are we doing accents, are we? No, that was just my natural, my natural <laughs> voice. <laughs> I thought we covered this. I thought. Well, thank I thought you for calling it an accent, by the way. <laughs> Not a terrible impersonation. That was lovely. Thank you. Clearly, my practice is paying off. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of you just sat in the mirror practicing. You have no idea how much I practice practicing the accents of places we previously colonized. Dude, there is so many dumb accents that I try mm. and do on my own or when I'm out walking the dog I'll just be walking the dog and I'll be like Roxy come back here <laughs> and she has no fucking clue what's going on no <gasps> it worked she came here <gasps> oh bless her <laughs> this is the first time that that's worked by the way so clearly clearly it's working. progress nice progress <laughs> the civil war allegory sort of goes from one of them wanting to be left alone and the other one not understanding that uh, he wants to be left alone gets to he's the not understanding co- why like what? What the fuck the fight's about? He's like, I've got no clue what the fight's. What and it, this is. It, it comes down to, uh, and this is where it sort of becomes personal stakes rather than allegorical stakes. Uh, Colum says to to Parik, you know, you're fucking dull, and we we do nothing, and I want to write my music and do something that will be remembered. You know, art is yeah. remembered, and niceness isn't. And that's my. That's a question: Is niceness remembered? Is niceness worth remembering? Who's right here? No one. Neither of them are right. But both of them are the right. The main the main point that you've just made there is that yeah. Colum wants to be remembered for his art form because mm-hmm. he doesn't have value 
in the the being remembered yeah. in your immediate vicinity for being yeah. the nice guy because you're forgotten when that immediate vicinity eventually disappears, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, to an extent is true. I think that if you're kind to the people around you, then that legacy mm-hmm. lives on forever through the kindness of other people. So because you're mm-hmm. not remembered by name, mm-hmm. your ego's not getting a stroke, but right. it's a pride your legacy thing, right? is living on. Yeah, exactly. Which is a sin, as we find out in this movie. I've got a whole thing about the pride being a okay. sin. So then you've got um, Parik, who believes wholeheartedly that all the music yep. and the poetry and the bullshit that, that is from the 17th and 18th century is all well and good. Just doesn't interest him at all. Yeah. But the people that he remembers, because he doesn't know Mozart's name for fuck's sake, but the people <laughs> that he does know, yeah. and this bit made me cry when he's shit faced in the pub and he's like, My mommy, yep. she was kind. My my daddy, he was kind. We're doing the accent, so and my sister, <laughs> Siobhan, she's kind. And I'll remember yeah. them. And it was like, fuck me, that's mm-hmm. so fucking lovely because yeah. he wants nothing more than to be the nice guy and yeah. just be, that's enough for him. And that is a beautiful mm-hmm. sentiment, as is wanting to be remembered for your art form, to put that much passion into your art mm-hmm. form that you want to be remembered for. It. Beautiful, both beautiful mm-hmm. statements. They're both right and they're both wrong. Yeah. The only thing is, is that they, they are failing to see that they can both be right at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. so fucking stubborn in the fact that <laughs> I'm right and so unwilling to budge yeah. on this. Yeah. And you are in the wrong. I need to be allowed oh. to do my shit. There's a there's a fantastic bit where the priest uh, says, oh, you know, is pride not a sin? And he goes, oh, yeah, well, yeah, no, pride. Uh, pride, is, pride is a sin, although I've never really seen the point of that. And the thing is, is that, that uh, Column doesn't want to hang, hang out with uh, Parag because he thinks he's below him. He's like, you're a dull, limited man. <laughs> limited man is the worst <laughs> put down man, in this it, right? whole fucking film. I've never, honestly, <laughs> the next time that I ever get into an argument with anyone, it's yeah. just, you are a limited human being. There was a, there was a, a, a time when an artist I shout, I can't name, Mm-hmm. got into an argument with their producer. I was in the studio and the producer got into an argument. They didn't work together again. This was the end of the session. Mm-hmm. He literally stood up, went towards him as if he was going to punch him, mm-hmm. got his face right in his and just went, medium talent, and then left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, the, the worst put-downs are the ones that are, like, on a fundamental human... Be- like, there is no control <laughs> yeah, yeah, over yeah. either of those inputs, you know yeah. what I mean? And also, it's that thing of, like, I, I recognise that you've got something to you. I'm not saying you're... You know, it's not hyperbole. Yeah. I'm being fair in my assessment. Yeah, There's something to you. This, it's just it, mediocre. <laughs> it's just that... It's that tinge of, like, I'm yeah. giving you the benefit of the doubt in this <laughs> yeah, statement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Limited. And it's right. like, fuck, that's the nicest you can be. That is right. horrendous. Right. So that's what Colin's like to, <laughs> to Porig, right? But Porig's like that... Medium talent... <laughs> But Porig's like that to Dominic. Yeah. Dominic is the town idiot, right? But he's there for Porig. He's there like, let's talk about this. I'm going to go, I'm going to go steal alcohol from my naked father. My naked pedophile father. I'm going to go and steal his alcohol, even though I know I'm going to get the shit kicked out Mm -hmm. of me. I'm going to do it because you're having a rough time. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll take the beating so that you and I can hang out. Exactly. That is- and it's beautiful. But Porig's too proud to value that friendship because he's the idiot. 100%. And he doesn't want to be friends with the idiot. Mm-hmm. So the pride being a sin is so evident in this film. And especially as an Irish writer mm-hmm. writing about a period of Irish history which is so incredibly complex that I'm going to hold my hand up and say I will never understand it mm-hmm. beyond the fact that I should probably feel very bad about it and I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is just... It's an interesting... It's an interesting thing to hear when an Irish writer goes, there was an awful lot of pride and an awful lot of stupidity and an awful lot of stubbornness. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really... Throughout this film... Nobody benefits from either of those things. There's no great big turnaround. Yeah. The island is forever left lesser than it was. The main comment of the film is that it's fucking messy. Yeah. It's just messy. Yeah. And everyone's trying their fucking best to get through it. You know what I mean? 
And your your Civil War allegory is it's like Spartan because it's it's the whole fucking thing of Parrick and Callum, yep, representing each sides that are fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Callum knows what's going on. He knows he wants his independence. He knows he wants his freedom, and he just yeah. fucking wants to be left alone. Just, yeah, just, yeah. just let me be. What do you want from me? And Parrick's like, I don't understand. I don't <laughs> yeah, get yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. You're, we we were fine yesterday. We were next door neighbors. We were best friends. We have mm-hmm. been forever. What the fuck has changed? <laughs> I've changed. How? How? <laughs> what, just fucking tell me how. Yeah. I just don't like you anymore. Mm. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and that's the film. It's fucking mint. Yeah. Because it's like, it's told in such a way as well. A. Mm. In the most beautiful way oh, that this is told, yeah, this yeah. is this is the most beautiful film that Martin McDonough's ever done by a mile. In not only cinematography, but the 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 gentleness of the writing, exactly the, the gentleness of the performances. It's just it's a much subtler knife. <laughs> it's a knife that slides in. I can't think of a better way to put it than <laughs> it's a much subtler knife. That is exactly what it is. It. It's still gonna fucking gut you. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. it's coming yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it cares about how it's mm. gonna gut you. It doesn't mm. just fucking like <laughs> slash at you this time. No, now no, it's no, very no. delicately being sort of like, does this hurt? Good. Does this hurt? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. No, it's beautiful in the way that the like the cinematography is fucking so so perfectly done that the island yeah. itself becomes a character. Yeah, there's a lonely, bleak, like that exact- desolate place. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love this because it's like, go back to the start of the Martin McDonough series and I was just, I was kind of like, yeah, it's just a fucking film, man. And then I watch in Bruges and I'm like, oh shit, but yeah, but it might be a bit more. Mm, yeah. And then whereas now I'm like, the island is its own character, yeah? I'm going to start wearing a body warmer. You I'm should, gonna a beret. I'm going to buy a horse. I'm <laughs> going to get a beret. I'm going to go start smoke smoking cigarettes in a cigarette elongated holder. cigarettes and yeah, reading yeah. books in cafes. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. Start talking about the mise en scène. Yeah, I'm just that's all I'm gonna do. My book. I'm gonna be reading a book on the mise en scène <laughs> while smoking my elongated cigarette in a cafe. Isn't that a river in Germany? The mise en scène. Yeah. You pure cinematic fool. Geography nerd. <laughs> God, I feel like Parrick talking to Dominic right now. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, just the fucking other whole island being its its own mm-hmm. character that you you hit the nail on the head. It's so fucking lonely and desolate, but it's so hauntingly beautiful in the same time. Yeah, mentioning Dominic though. Yeah, I think the way the actor that plays Dominic, by the way, is fucking Barry Keoghan is insane, dude. Insane. It was. It would have been so easy to use Dominic as the comic relief in this movie mm-hmm. to bring a lighter edge to it, and a lesser actor. Would've. would have that that would that's where they could have like peaked yeah but the dominic we got was so fucking much yeah. more than that yeah 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 so fucking much more than just the shitty comic relief because he mm. is hilarious and like unbelievably mm-hmm. funny whether singing a ballad in the pub and he's like <laughs> colin will you play a little dancey jig to stop this mob fucking whinging I've never, I was fucking howling in the cinema <laughs> that I cannot, cannot get over how funny that guy is. But he's not just comic relief, he's there as, yeah. he's part, he's like fucking part and parcel of this deep, dark fucking drama. Yeah. He's struggling, he's being abused on like a physical and an emotional level, yeah. and he is this fucking lonely, he just wants love. Yeah. But to portray all of that in a village idiot. Yeah. Is insane. There is a point in this film where he falls out with Porrick and he then goes to speak to Porrick's sister mm. and things go a certain way. And at the time it's played as a punchline mm-hmm. and it ends up being one of the most gut wrenching moments in the film. And that's what this film does is it will give you what you think is a punchline to a joke. And it's in fact a brutal reality that you just didn't, Mm. You didn't see at the time. And I think what's fantastic about it as you're right, it's not just a civil war allegory. This can be an allegory for any form of disagreement between two friends, two lovers, Mm -hmm. two countries. There are things in this film that you don't realize the consequences of at the time. Mm. Nobody intends 
the, the consequences to happen. Yeah. Nobody sees at the time what this will lead to. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, it was so incredibly obvious yeah. that that's the only place you were going to end up. Yeah, 100%. And so it's it's the good intentions pave every single scene of this movie. It's incredible to think that like this dude, the <laughs> dude who wrote Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give Tom Waits a rabbit. I'm going to... Don't get me wrong. Seven Psychopaths is written incredibly well. Incredibly well. But it's a film about a different thing. It's a film about films. 100%. Right? <laughs> the same writer did both yeah. of those films, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mental to me. That blows my mind that this mm. one human person can do both of those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's insane. And date Phoebe Waller-Bridge. He's got everything I want. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, right, you now get to suspend your, you know, your reality and live vicariously yep. through film. And Martin McDonough is like fucking knocking that out of the park for you too. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> right? Great. Great. Yeah. That really makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep there's, shooting um, for the stars, buddy. You know what I mean? There's a there's a thing that I missed the first well, I didn't miss it, I noticed it. But uh I couldn't figure out where it's placed. Now, this is gonna get super fucking nerdy, alright, so just bear with me. Okay. There's a mythological uh witch Fuck called me. the called the Hecate, right? This is going to get super nerdy, so bear with me. And we're starting at Mythological Witches. Just going to put that Mythological Witch called the Hecate, right? Or the Fates. Have you read Sandman, the graphic novel? No. Right, okay, well... I can't tell you you why that's relevant, because I'd spoil the whole fucking 10-issue arc. But... Okay. um, The Fates... Oh, they're also in Terry Pratchett. They're they're always sort of depicted as three women. One's young, one's middle-aged, one's elderly. elderly. They're the mother, the maiden, the crone. And they're a sort of... um, Medieval the chrome, in- chrome, as in like, oh. eh, like the hag. Um, oh right, I thought you said chrome. I've been watching not, too much Mad Max recently. We, we're doing- <laughs> shiny and chrome. Honestly, <laughs> um, so the- give me the chrome, <laughs> shiny. Um, <laughs> fucking de- classic derail. Love it. I'm sorry. Let's get back onto track. She is so she's mythical like- witches. Yeah, she's like a she's like a unholy trinity. She is. Okay. She is. All of them and none of them. But basically, the, the mother, the maiden, the crone, uh, they represent three stages of like a woman's life. And one of them represents innocence. One of them represents caring. One of them represents sort of danger and death, right? Right, okay. Now, there's an old oh. lady in this. <laughs> right. Who warns of death. Who warns of death, right? Okay. There's a middle-aged woman who wants to be up in all and everyone's business. The post office lady. <laughs> the post office lady. Who okay. wants to be like across everything? She's the trader of information. So you have one who has spiritual information, one who is like spiritually dangerous, one who is knowledge hungry and wants. Or why aren't you giving me news? Why aren't you giving me news? I give out news, right? And then you have the maiden, the unmarried young woman, Porrick's sister, Sh- Siobhan. Siobhan, right? Okay, they're the only female characters in this film. I'm not going to lie to you, right? I thought that this was going to get... I thought we were starting at mythological witches. I was expecting some fucking, like, fairy tale bullshit to follow this. Nope. You've just literally blown my tits off. <laughs> so, now I feel like I need to get into the whole Greek tragedy shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It helps I've got a family member studying classics. But, but what's interesting is the, the one that represents innocence leaves. And it's the point in the conflict where innocence is lost. And Porrick, oh <laughs> Porrick then goes, fuck it, we're, we're, we're fighting now. And that's oh when things God. get really mean. That, oh my shit, that's... Dominic. <laughs> they yeah. find Dominic after Innocence leaves. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Because in, and and that's, that's him looking to her being like, could you have me? And she goes, no, because I'm leaving. And then what has he got? Fuck me. He's got nothing. So the youth of the, youth of the island the mythical island that's currently going through this civil war, have lost their innocence, and therefore they have nothing left to live for. Okay. And for an Irish writer writing about Ireland, <laughs> it's a little bit heavy. Dominic has had his innocence stolen from him because yep. he's diddled by his father. Yep. He's abused by his father, both physically, sexually, and emotionally. Right. Yep. He's also robbed of any sort of respect because everyone mm-hmm. looks down on him as like the mm-hmm. village idiot thing. He then reaches out to 
the the young woman in this yeah, yeah. three witches after having just lost all of his respect for Porrick because Porrick exactly. was mean. He now has nothing after mm-hmm. losing his friendship with Porrick, and he reaches out to Innocence, yeah. asking, "Will you have me? You, will you have me? Fuck me!" <laughs> and then, as soon as Innocence leaves, he washes up dead in the fucking lake. Dude, yeah. my heart <laughs> is broken. That is. Oh my days. So yeah, when he says I'm gonna go over there and do this thing I'm gonna do, it's played like a punchline where like it's like Fuck him trying man. to escape the situation. But in yeah. fact, when you rewatch it, you're like he already knows what he's gonna Mate. do if she says no. And he's just it's trying completely to hide played off. Yeah, yeah. It's like played a off a lot. Sitcom type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So McDonough has the death of innocence on this island. Jesus. The death of the death of the next generation. And their hope and That's their innocence so fucking played heavy, off man. like a sitcom joke. <laughs> so heavy. You've got to understand as well that like fucking, it's the most, it's the most loving mm. but brutal rejection. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever yeah. fuck me the because it's a kind rejection. Off. That's the worst thing it's about the, it. It's is, the pity. It's, like, it's the pity and the kindness of like, no, I don't think I ever could love you, Dominic. It's so fucked, man. It's it's. <sighs> name me a more brutal rejection. Um, I don't know your dad. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna make a your dad joke. Well, yeah, yeah, your dad joke. Yeah, that wasn't that brutal, man. That was just more sort of like a uh, you're unlovable. <laughs> Tara. <laughs> Tara, like he's got a little top hat. <laughs> no, it was a Cockney one. So he was more like, oh, oh, hey, laddie, 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 <laughs> chimney sweep, chimney sweep, off I go. Wait, your dad was Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Know. Who, who knows? How is my, cock- my Cockney accent is worse than my Irish accent at this point? So yeah, it tracks with Dick Van Dyke. His Cockney accent is also yeah. awful. There we go. <laughs> so from here until the next episode, I'm going to be talking to, all right, Roxy. What? Ready for a treat, see? What you hey, want, yeah, though, yeah. mate? What you want, though, is you want to watch um, t- uh, Tom Hardy in um, Peaky Blinders, mate. Yeah. Peaky Blinders. I fucking hate Peaky Blinders. Is it because it's set in Birmingham? Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Honestly, mate, it's, the, it's the fucking the accents. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. Yeah, no, they it are. It makes my spine twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, your, what's your In Bruges point, then? You said this is the opposite of In Bruges. Okay, so... As a as a thank you for introducing me to these movies, I right. really wanted to push the boat out and I wanted to try and find some sort of unifying McDonough Ooh. theorem that I could bring <laughs> to the Lord. table. Because normally, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because normally I just take the piss for a little while and uh, make myself laugh. And then that seems to be the end of the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. tends to be what I bring to the table. Don't just fucking agree with it. Nah, Ben, you're right. You bring way more than that to the table. Cunt. No, you do. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. you do. Yeah, that's uh, that's on point. That's on track. That's exactly what you bring. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Jesus. That's why we work. I can't be as funny as you, so I have to be more insightful. Yeah, I physically can't be. I'm the Dominic to your fucking... Column. Parrick. <laughs> Column. All right. <laughs> Fuck me. The Siobhan of this relationship set sail long ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> like The innocence here is just gone. This is gone. Oh. Um, so the, I wanted to bring something to the table that showed you. I'm not ill. My appreciation mm-hmm. of you bringing this, you know, this this fucking little oh. gem of movies that you love. Mm. Okay, so I'm strapped in. I think this is a spiritual. This can be, mm-hmm. if you're open to it, a spiritual sequel to In Bruges. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Not, not in any. Like normal sense, okay. where it's <laughs> like an actual sequel. Okay, yeah, this yeah. is more just sort of. Let me explain it. Like the Vengeance trilogy aren't even a trilogy of plots; they're just along mm, a theme. Kinda, mm, kinda. But this is like yeah. an inverted in Bruges, right? Okay. It's upside down in Bruges, right? Right. So in Bruges, you watch two work associates, two colleagues, mm-hmm. fall in love in a platonic male friendship. But you can see that they deeply, deeply care about each other to the point of where they're willing to risk their lives, put their lives on the line yep. for the other person, right? Yeah. That's a deep fucking bond that you watch happen. Yes. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful love story. It is a beautiful Between love story. two platonic yeah, male yeah, yeah. friends. Banshees of Inisherin. <laughs> Inisherin, not so is the, much. Is the, is the breakup yeah. of two platonic 
male friends. You watch them fall out of love, and it's not necessarily a bad breakup. It's not. No. It's not a breakup where someone has fucked the other person over. It's just they've grown apart mm-hmm. over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, Colum is worried about time slipping away, and he needs mm-hmm. to be more selfish, and he needs to leave his legacy and do what's right mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Instead of what's right for them. So yeah. They are breaking up, and now you're watching both parties. Just to deal with this other. messy breakup, yeah, and try. They at first they try and understand what the fuck's going on, mm-hmm. and they try and get their own way in the peaceful sense, yeah, yeah. And then it gets tense, and then it gets fingery, <laughs> and then it gets yeah. dead donkey, yeah, and then it gets. I'm going to set you on fucking fire, yeah, right? yeah. It's ah. the spiritual sequel to In Bruges. You're not watching two people falling. It's not a love story. It's mm-hmm. a breakup story. So you've kind of gone full circle. Yeah, with the it's, like a, it's movies. like a cautionary tale against trying to leave a toxic relationship, right? Just keep your head down, stay there. Because if you try and change <laughs> I mean, anything, maybe not. If you I try and change anything, more... you're going to end up with a with a doorstep full of fingers and a dead donkey. So just <laughs> grin and bear it. You don't touch my Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> it's Martin McDonough saying it doesn't matter if the way they breathe makes you near homicidal. Just fucking, the donkey's worth more. The donkey's worth more. Yeah, just just grit and bear just it. Just grit for the and bear sake. it. Because otherwise, yeah. it's going to be another Irish civil war, but in your house. Yeah. Thanks, Martin. I, I don't. We all I don't think that. I'm a. <laughs> yeah, we. All, I don't think I don't know a single person that is equipped enough mentally, physically, mm. or emotionally to dig a donkey grave in the front garden. <laughs> <laughs> we said before this we were like fuck knows where the comedy is going to come from in this episode because this movie is harrowing it is harrowing Um, and we found it it's apparently dead donkey jokes are hilarious so there we go you are welcome I fell in love with Jenny Jenny's the absolute tits did you know that's her real name yeah Jenny the the donkey that's her real name Jenny the real donkey had never acted Mm -hmm. before and fucking hated it unbelievable so bit Colin Farrell repeatedly (laughs) Fair enough. <laughs> I'll be in my trailer. Chump. <laughs> She's used to eating fingers by now. Do you know what I mean? Very Gleason's true. been feeding her fingers. It was bound to happen Can we sooner not or later. Say feeding her fingers, it just puts a wrong spin. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I said it, it came and out. We we can go cheap anytime we like. We do it far too often as it is. And I draw the line at feeding a donkey fingers. Hmm. The, um, yeah. <laughs> I just I saw your face run through the roulette wheel of it was too rich a bed. It was too rich a bed. It's a rich area. It's yeah. a rich area for humour. And I was like, yeah. you've just said that it's not do this, but yeah. also here's seventeen jokes that have just come to me. <laughs> Donkey fingers bed feeding it's make your own but joke. How it's a, many how many fingers do you Look, think? Who we're gonna I'm do? Joking, I'm joking. No, no, no. Who we're gonna do? We're gonna leave a second of silence in which the listener can make their own joke. Ready? And three, okay. two, one. <gasps> you guys are funny. Well Good done, one, dear listener. Nailed it. <sighs> no, I like, I like your, I like your uh, inverse in Bruges. I think it works. Thanks, man. Um, this, this was my second. Second or third watch through in the last mm-hmm. couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been watching it a lot. Because it's one of those, it's, it's, you pointed out the fucking, the biggest thing in it, right? Which mm-hmm. is the, the, I've got no fucking clue about the <laughs> Irish Civil War. No, and I, I, admittedly, I've had plenty of time to look into it, mm-hmm. but I've also not. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what? It's one of those things. I'm just going to, I'm going to start from a default position of being sorry. And yeah, that's probably the best. I mean, we're British. That's where you know we need what? to start. When we, yeah. when we go on holiday, that's where you start. Yeah. You just land and at the airport, apologies, move it's on. It's never going to help an Irish person for me to know. I think it, I think they have the right to tell me without me going, no, 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 don't worry. I know all about this. I read a book. Yeah, okay. That's a fair stance to take. Right? So there's no point in me, <laughs> there's no point in me reading <laughs> yeah, the book. I read there? a wiki. I read a wiki. <laughs> I read a wiki how. <laughs> so let me tell you how well I understand my fucking generational shame. No, no, no. They can tell me at the time and I'll cry at the time and I'll apologize sincerely at the time rather than reading a few paragraphs on the internet and walking around like I fucking wrote The Wind That Shakes the Barley. My point was... That I've watched this a few times over this break because I wanted to. I wasn't going to read up on the Irish Civil War, but mm-hmm. I was going to do some research into the movie we're covering because I feel like that was that would still validate me as a person. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a sort of entrance 
free to doing a podcast on a yeah. thing is watching and researching the film. Uh, yeah, you can't I feel just be like, like well, I've not seen the movie, so let's do a podcast about it. I <laughs> cannot think of a single worse thing for me to hear <laughs> when I click to listen to a fucking podcast about films and go, I'm not seeing it. All right, cool. Well, I'll just go <laughs> listen to someone else who has seen it. Then. It's like Andrew Tate giving you advice on how to make a woman orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going to be doing that anymore, is he? <laughs> Not unless he's keistering that fucking cell phone to make sure his Hustlers University is still on the go. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Must update Discord. I don't think the prison he's going to is going to leave him much space for keistering anything. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think if anything, he'd end up with the, with the cell phone in his mouth. <laughs> I honestly thought that guy was just character acting, and I thought maybe he's just doing this to you, kind Again, of, you thought it was a Sasha Baron Cohen character. I thought it was like a satire thing where he'd just taken it a, a step too far, where he was just I forgot what the, the joke was. But it just turns out he's just a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. A what a surprise. Cunt. Man that acts, looks, smells, cut like a cunt is a cunt. So I've watched this film a couple times, mm-hmm. and there was a thing that struck me this time around, and it's the, the color sequences or the, the use of red and yellow. What? The use of red and yellow in this film bothered me because it didn't bother me. It I've not noticed this. Distracted what are you about? Me. Watch it again. I mean, but I've just mindset, watched it today, so I might give yeah, it a rest. Yeah, but, yeah, as if you're not going to watch it again, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost yeah. immediately. Calm down. You love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you take watch it. <laughs> Subscribe to my university, and I'll tell you how to drop ship. Um, watch it again, but with red and yellow in the mindset, and you will see mm. it everywhere. Ooh. Those two colors mm. are used a huge amount in this film and are utilized... Where? massively by Siobhan. Really? And you can, when you're watching the movie, mm. you'll know what's coming because you've obviously seen the yeah, film. Yeah, but yeah. in the lead up to that moment, look at what Siobhan's wearing and it'll ah. tell you exactly how the next scene is going to play out. Whether it's going to be good, whether it's going to be bad, whether it's a hopeful scene, where it's, oh, it's shit. looking forward for the future. When Siobhan goes to church, she's yeah. wearing a yellow coat. When Siobhan sets sails uh, to the mainland for yeah. her new job, when she leaves the island, she's wearing her yellow coat because they are both hopeful situations. Yeah. She's looking forward. She's full of You're enthusiasm. Life. And yeah, she's yeah. Exactly, right? That's the yellow. But then when she goes Every to the scene, Sherry, she's wearing the red coat. When she goes, she's wearing the red coat, but she has oh, a yellow fuck. shirt on because she's going for a sherry and they don't know how the pub is. It's still early stages between <gasps> Parrick and Colm. So she it could go either way. Yellow shirt, red coat but when she sees Parrick walking towards her and she's pissed off and she's like no I'm not doing this I'm not I'm gonna stop doing the accent stop doing the accent (laughs) I keep falling into it it's so fun it's so fun it might be offensive apologies (laughs) it comes from a good place I don't I don't mean to be poking fun but if it does offend I'm sorry black facing an (laughs) ex-colony I mean all right I was gonna go on a defense but I already backed myself into a corner in my head it's fine um <laughs> she storms into the pub and it's the red coat that is prevalent. Yeah. She doesn't take a coat off to reveal the yellow shirt. Yeah. She's having a go at, at Column. She's fucking mm-hmm. fuming. She slams the door. We're not doing this bullshit. We're not doing it anymore. Ah. And they'll watch it. And there is red and yellow on the washing line because it's a it's mm. a case of which way is this day gonna go. Mm. When you see the old woman, when she's talking about um she's just chatting shit, mm. or she's talking, she's in the post office, she's out and about, she's standing by the side of the road, just creepily waving at people. She's smoking a yellow pipe because nothing that she is doing uh, is of a negative connotation. It's just a bit unsettling. Yeah. But then when she <laughs> says a death is coming or when she is in a, a situation that involves something with gravity, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a brown pipe. Fuck, and it's, man. it's that throughout the whole movie, man. And now you watch it, you'll start picking up on more and more shit that's yellow and you'll be sort of like, oh, okay. Oh, the fucking house. Um, Column's house. Mm. Red windows, red door. Fuck. Inside of the house is yellow because it houses it houses the nicety that uh, Parrick he's happy in his from Column. He's, he's happy also, when he's in his house. Exactly. But, but Parrick looks at the house and he's angry. So he sees it as exactly. a red... You're a clever little fucker. But it's only it's only inside the house that's yellow. The outside of the house is white. The inside of the house is yellow because inside Colm is happy, but also it's where his dog lives. So I think that yeah. the yellow inside the house is because the dog's in there. I think I think the dog, the dog, and the dog, the Jenny, they lead me to my final point, which is what I'm going to rate this film. And it's a fat mm-hmm. ten. 
It's a fat 10. Now, it is now, a great movie. Is it my favorite Martin McDonough film? No. Is it probably the best Martin McDonough film? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I prefer yeah. Three Billboards. Okay. Because what's your ranking of the McDonough movies? Like what what's the oh, the order that they come in for you? Oh. So it's Three Billboards top, right? Three Billboards. I mean, this is going to change daily, but like <laughs> as of right now, Ill Boy Sweaty Rob, sweaty who Rob. is sitting Ham in jogging and- bottoms, <laughs> looking On like someone is someone has velcroed loosely velcroed <laughs> reprocessed ham onto a skeleton. What is it? What is it? What is it? We said the other day we were talking, and you were like, "You look like an untrained AI was asked to create a haunted baby." <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? I think we arrived there together. But oh it was, my yeah, god, it was that's funny it. as fuck. You kind of do look like an AI created a haunted baby. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's for me right now. It would go in terms of my favorite, not in terms of the best. In terms of my favorites, it would Can go. We get an AI to do a haunted baby, please. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm actually crying. That's fucking hilarious. I'm going to go um, three billboards in Bruges, Banshees, okay. seven psychopaths. Say that again. Sorry. I'm, I'm back in the in room. In terms of I my favorites present. to watch. Yes. Yeah. Three billboards in Bruges, Banshees, seven psychopaths. Seven psychopaths, your least favorite. It's one of okay. my favorite films. We are talking okay. like multiple decimal points between them. Like oh, it's yeah, yeah, really fine between yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking that you're going to rate it like a fucking two out of ten and the yeah, rest yeah. are like fat tens. You know what I mean? But I again, know there's, there's like, maybe like a fraction. I think Three difference. Billboards shows me has female characterization in it that's really rare in cinema that I really enjoy watching of a strong but complex woman kicking ass but also having her ass kicked. Uh, mentally, emotionally, yeah. with the, I think it's just a. Well, there's a whole fucking episode about that. You know why I like it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. but I feel like just in terms of fun, fun to like intellectualism and all that sort of stuff balanced. Mm-hmm. This movie isn't as fun as some of the other films. Okay, if I was going to rank them by fun, this would be at the bottom, and Seven Psychopaths would be at the top. Um, yeah, of course. Seven Psychopaths is a really fun film, but it's about the nature of film, and is therefore kind of less important in my life do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. than a film about grief and loss or a film about um friendship and and that sort of stuff so okay. what about you man how would you rank them as a new mcdonough convertee what would be your we're not talking best because obviously that's you know that's yeah, the... yeah yeah best doesn't come into this conversation because yeah. there isn't a best and a worst they're they're all mcdonough you yeah. know what i mean you've got a scale of one on a scale of one to Martin McDonough, these it's are all, all of Martin them are McDonough. McDonough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all Martin McDonough, right? <laughs> First off, Banshees of Inner Sharon. I'm gonna rate ten. I'm gonna put it Ooh. at the top of my list mm-hmm. because I think that it isn't. It, I'm, I'll agree with you. It's not the most fun movie to no. watch, but I think it's the one that's had the biggest effect on me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, because of how fucking dreary it is mm-hmm. and how incredibly painfully vulnerable everyone mm. is in this film. Every character is is vulnerable as fuck. Yeah. And painfully so, like to a degree where it's almost scary to watch and you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible movie. And the cinematography is fucking beautiful. Uh, the animals are incredible. Uh, Jenny. There you go, just Jenny. Jenny. Just fat just ten because of Jenny. And then to rank them, I would put Banshees of Inisherin, of uh, Inner Sharon. Sorry, I keep yeah. saying that wrong. Uh, Inner Sharon is number one. I would put Seven Psychopaths number two, and then it would be a uh, joint third place for oh, Bruges and <laughs> Bruges and Three Billboards. Because yeah, again, fair. I love them. Yeah. They're both incredible. Yeah, I like Bruges because of how fucking funny it is, <laughs> yeah. and I like Three Billboards because of how hard it hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're completely different movies. I yeah. think Bruges comes above Billboards. Fair, fair. Banshees, Seven Psychopaths, In Bruges, uh, Three Billboards. I love all of his films. They're all incredible. They all have their own like standalone meanings, and they're all insanely written, like fucking eye-wateringly well written. Yeah, 
infuriatingly well written that <laughs> yeah, they yeah. all came out of one human brain. Yeah. Who's also dating Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Fuck this guy. I'm so glad we're done with this series. Fuck Don't him. fuck this guy. Do, <laughs> yeah. Protect him. <laughs> Donate him to science because we need to study him and figure out how to get more. Uh, if he writes another one, we'll do it. You know we will. But for now, that's the end. Finito finished. And uh, looking forward into 2023. Yeah, I mean, today is the first day of 2023. Yeah. So looking forward, our next... This year is going to be... It's not going to be different. It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same me and Rob. We're going to grow. We're going to evolve. Yeah, the the way that we're going to start structuring our seasons now is... I, well, at least the next season, until we get bored of the concept. Yeah, 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 until we get bored of doing this shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be presenting to Rob uh, a run of movies that I think will he will like and will ease him into my side of cinema, mm-hmm. which is, you know, creature features, yep. uh, low-budget movies, B-movies, mm-hmm. um, cheap horror, uh, Americanized comedy, all this crazy, like, just... Yeah. stupid goofy shit that i fucking adore i'm going to be presenting little nuggets to rob that i think that he would enjoy and what rob is going to be doing is from his side of cinema he's going to be finding little gems and nuggets yeah. and uh like franchises that he thinks i'm going to enjoy yeah feed them to me and we're going to be trying to we're going to be trying to fucking help each other out had we thought of this earlier i would have maybe kept mcdonough back but hey means i've already i've already softened the the, the territory yeah. right so, I yeah. think you just blew your load too soon and you've already started. See what I mean? And on that note, uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Guys, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, go and watch The Banshees of Inner Sharing because it is fucking 100% worth your time. Happy New Year. They were, yeah. We hope you've had an incredible Christmas. We are going to be back next week with the first episode of 2023 season... We'll oh, no, Vernon Wells is next. Vernon, Vernon Wells. Wells is next. Yeah. There's a Vernon Wells interview on its way. So keep your fucking eyes and ears peeled because that's fantastic. Yeah. He's going to adopt us. It's going to be mint. <laughs> well, so we're still working on hello to our new dad. <laughs> and you'll finally have a dad to go with your turbo yeah. man. See? We this love you dearly. Mean. We'll catch you next week. Consume. Love you all, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.